0: Day we in at Pilots and podcast.
1: Welcome to the Pilots and Petards podcast, the podcast with nothing much to do about aircrafts, but potentially everything to do with first episodes of a filmic series.
2: Uh, disclaimer, petard is a real word. It's non-discriminatory and it's a bomb and it should remain non-discriminatory too. Come on guys, Shakespeare.
0: And for those of you that are new to the show, visit our website to learn more about our podcast and follow our blog to participate in the pre-recording discussions. Yes, listeners, be the podcast you want to hear in the world with Pilots and Petards, the podcast that listens to its listeners.
2: All right. Uh, This is your co-hoister, Drew. I'm the pragmatic
0: cyclops of this podcast. And I'm Jimbo, the non-conforming existentialist Kenny of the podcast. And last but not least, we have...
1: I am the magical Miss Mo, the master of the pilots. So join us today, listeners, as we cast judgment and determine if the royal drama The Crown will be hoisted or not hoisted. As always, that is the question.
0: This pilot was requested by our faithful listener, Liam.
2: Yeah, well, Liam wanted to know if it's a show he should watch with his parents. Or at the same time, maybe not in the same room, but uh, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting show, and Liam is not actually podcast famous for being on Pilots and Batards. He sent a question in to like a grammar podcast on NPR, and it got read out loud. So we have to try harder to keep Liam our faithful listener.
0: That's very cool, Liam.
1: <laughs> a grammar question?
0: Yes. What was? The- it was interesting too.
1: Oh, I'm curious what it is. We can save that for Shop Talk.
0: Shop Talk yep. listeners, stick around to figure out what Liam wants to know about grammar. <laughs> Comics
2: lover one two three four.
1: I like the category of shows that you can watch with your parents because who has not accidentally watched a sex scene with their parent and been completely uncomfortable?
2: It's like getting frozen like in the headlights <laughs> like a deer. You can't move. It's just like you're like oh, <laughs> it's weird. Poorly, yep.
1: <laughs> so thanks, Liam. You for get us. used to it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, and it's always uncomfortable. <laughs> huh. uh, so should we jump into our backgrounds? What, what's y'all's background?
0: we i think it's safe to say that we don't have a background yeah
2: not a whole lot this show also kind of made my list of like a show i could possibly watch with my partner you know my wife and uh it did not make it past the first 15 minutes of the pilot dawson's creek is still going strong tori is in a deep deep dawson's creek place
1: <laughs> <What>? oh okay <laughs> yeah
2: anybody want to get on a creek cast tori's available how about you mo what's your background on this show
1: So I saw one episode randomly, because the this activist that was the first president in Ghana after their civil war or something came up, and my partner's from Ghana, so we wanted to just watch that episode of The Crown, and it was actually really good. But that's not the that's the only exposure I had.
2: So you didn't watch the first episode; you just watched like a random episode.
1: We just randomly were like, "Oh, he's featured in this. I want to actually. I feel like I'm not doing it justice. What was his name?" Kruma. Kwame Krumah.
0: That is a very cool name. Yes, it
2: is. So I know I know what's going on most, Patardar.
1: That episode. So no, other than that, only heard that it was great.
2: Yeah, I heard this show was super boring, but in a good way. <laughs> That's a really good way to describe this pilot in this show. I would, whoever told you that was telling you some truth.
1: Yeah, but I think most British dramas are like that.
0: Not into the
2: effing world. Not
1: end of the effing world.
2: Yeah. Oh, there you go. See?
0: All right, listeners, we have our two-sentence summary. <laughs> Wrap that up, B. <laughs> Tune into The Crown to see what is popping with the royal family back in 1947. King George is deathly ill, and Princess Elizabeth, along with her newlywed Prince Philip, are about to take their first steps into the political world stage.
1: That's literally all that happens in this pilot,
0: (laughs) and it's it's
2: like fifty two minutes long, and there's one nude scene, and it's unexpected.
1: When? What? Oh yeah,
2: you missed it, Mo. When he wakes Philip up.
1: When he no, when he wakes Philip up to go hunting. Spoilers. That's not a spoiler. If we haven't seen the, are we not about to talk? Wait. I'm very confused on what our mission is.
0: Yeah, listeners, we are, we are in between mission statements this episode. You know, you know we're trying out some new things. Yeah. Drew, Drew's trying to be snappier. It's not
2: going well. Same. T- telling someone to be funnier is like very vague and very anxiety driving.
1: Dance clown. <laughs> okay, We're Sorry.
2: having a good time. That's important. Okay. Yeah, exactly. time for our Alyssa low points
1: seen he's pretty shit. Fuck off. <laughs> uh, every time. So I think we all kind of agree on what the low point is as far as how slow and long and limited the climax, the climactic points were.
0: Uh, that's actually not my low point. Oh. But I can see that being many people's low point.
1: Do tell Jimbo what's your low point.
0: My low point is a little different variation of that. I just don't give a shit about a single character on that show or their story.
1: Not even Winston Churchill?
0: Yeah, Winston Churchill was in there. Not even Winston Churchill's 84-year-old about-to-die-ass as well. He doesn't have (laughs) cancer yet, but... Jimbo, you love contrarian
2: old people. You love them. I I don't think I do. Winston (laughs) Churchill was the ultimate contrarian old person. He was like, I'm old and I'm going to say whatever I want.
0: Oh, no. I mean, I envy them in a way, but I don't want to watch... Like, I just don't care. Like, I don't care about royal people, dude. I don't, I'm not a big fan of white people, period. And let alone, like, the most spoiled and, like, elite of the whites. I don't really care for them either. <laughs> hey,
1: it's not easy to have to learn how to ride a horse and fold your tea napkin in the right way and eat a crumpet with, in 10 bites.
2: Not get pissy when people are pr- clothing you.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and to, you know, hand your, your rifle back while, while you're waiting for a loaded one, you know, like, that's.
2: Can you a gently lit cigarette?
1: God, and get like surgery inside of your palace? Wait, is this a spoiler?
2: No, I think we are talking <laughs> about the pilots. Let's get back on the mission statement. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is not the story that I want to see
1: hmm. yeah
0: i think I think there could be some cool historical context late like later on in that first episode. uh, not really. I mean like it's post World World War II, but it doesn't really touch on that at all. We know that when uh, that Churchill was just elected. We know that the King's probably gonna die very soon.
1: He's the stuttering king. Okay. Do you remember The Last King of Scotland?
0: No, The
2: Last King of Scotland is not the movie you're no. thinking of Mo. <laughs> no, I
1: meant King's Speech. I meant King's uh,
2: Okay. Speech. So there's a lot more torture in Last King of Scotland than No, no, than I'm sorry. King's speech.
1: Mixed okay. It up. That's definitely a a black man.
2: <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I had not made that connection, so you said something, Mo.
1: Yeah, Elizabeth's dad is the King's Speech guy. Oh. Remember, he's, he kind of stutters a little bit in this episode.
0: I thought it was because he's about to die, dude. He's like no, because dying he's in like between to, words.
1: To, to, to today, Junior.
2: <laughs> Does have a speech impediment in the movie The King's Speech. And let's base our history on movies because we're Americans. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why he was telling it like all bad and stuff. <laughs>
1: Yeah, even in the opening scene with the wedding, he can't say the whatever he's supposed to say to like give Elizabeth away. So he has to go unfold his paper. Yeah, he's sick as shit. Mo? No, he's a stuttering Stanley. <laughs>
0: no, he's not, dude. He's, <laughs> he's sick.
2: He's, he's about stutters. to die. He's coughed up blood. Wait, oh, but the, the flash force is like two years later. So you know he's he's taking he a good up sweet blood time. Blood
0: before that speech. He was I know, in
2: the bathroom, but he's stuttering. And then the pilot pushes two years later.
0: No, the pilot pushed more than two years later because because the boy wasn't born. The boy was like probably four or five. It went one year yeah. later well, and then, then it went the, even further. It was nineteen fifty
1: three. So it was like six years.
2: The dad goes and he puts the hat on and he's all, you know, crying and shit. Oh <laughs> it's true. Jimbo, I agree with you. The only thing I would say is I think the show does a decent job of telling you who's important and who's not important. I didn't get that confused. I just kinda of started tuning stuff out. I will say this. I think that like the best character doesn't really make the appearance until like halfway through the episode. So, I mean, they throw a lot of stuff at the wall, but I don't know. I think the show does a decent job of letting you know who's important and who isn't. Uh, I mean, that wasn't my low point. You said the low point was that you had just
0: tons of characters you didn't care about. No, my point. No, I think you missed the emphasis of my low point. I did not care about any of these characters. Like, I don't give a shit about royal British people. Yeah, that's fair. Fair. I think they were like slowly revealed who who the characters were, but that that wasn't my low point. Yeah, I, I just don't care about the story at all. I'd rather learn something different.
1: Don't you think, though, that using like the royal family as a focal point, you can kind of figure out what the historical contexts are, like or the historical events that are happening around them just by using them as the center of it all? Would you rather just read a history book?
0: I'd rather just not know anything about the royal family.
2: <laughs> I just, I thought it was kind of intense because, like, I also was sitting there being like, wow, these people are like so, so utterly devoted to this idea and to these people. And then it was a foreign idea to me, but I think it was cool how the show kind of sold it. You know, like, no one like winked to the camera, no one like batted an eye. So I didn't, I don't understand that because also I don't really care that much about the royal family or royal people. Um, But I think it was cool how the show kind of conveyed it without making it seem pathetic. Yeah. What do you think about that?
1: I I like period pieces like this. I can just look at their nice fancy palaces in their clothes. (laughs) I like it.
2: Those are nice clothes.
1: Yeah. And like the cool camera when he gives her the camera, like thinking about what things like that looked like back in the day, like that was the most modern piece of technology. I think that kind of stuff is really cool. Anyway, what, what was your low point, Drew?
2: Same as yours, Mo. Um, uh, not a lot happened in these fifty-two minutes. Yeah, and kind of my high point's a little bit like my low point too, because um, <laughs> there's, uh it's just I'm doing that thing I said I wouldn't do. Um, you couldn't really play with your phone during this. Like a lot of it was nonverbal, and so you you had to pay attention, but you had to pay attention to a very long pilot where not a lot happened, and I I did see myself backtracking like the 15 seconds and listening to a bunch of stuff. Winston Churchill said, cause even though I was grading papers and still giving it some of my attention, I guess it is a low point that
0: you can't multitask during this show. That's annoying. Oh my God, dude. True, you, you sound like a royal right now, man. You you, you can't even set it alone like uh, set, set, al- set aside enough time to watch a pilot. You have to be multitasking. Uh, I feel like you're dropping the ball on your e- hoist on e- on your co hoister. Uh, even when I was watching it, I had to stop
2: doing all that stuff and I was still watching it and I was like, This is dense and kinda of boring.
0: It's your responsibility to to sit through a boring pilot, man, and not be grading papers and playing on playing on your cell phone at the time.
2: mm That's a good point. If we're getting paid more, (laughs) I feel more guilty.
0: Yeah, funny.
2: I still owe Jimbo some money. All the money, actually. Okay,
0: that's okay. Eventually, we're gonna get some sponsors that can pay a little more than fits. (laughs) Maybe,
2: Uh, Mo. Do you agree with my low point? Was that your low point too? With not the multitasking part, just it being long and boring. (laughs) Although, in your heart of hearts, you know I'm, I'm not.
0: I'm telling the truth. You know Mo is trying to read like her thesis or something or like rewrite it or something.
1: <laughs> exactly. I'm like as a grad student, I love a good show that I can be writing and doing things and just having in the background. God,
2: you two are the yep. worst. Mo, The Lord of the Rings trilogy and Star Wars trilogy is gold. Put it on. It's in the oh, background really? and you just get to like zone in and zone out as things happen.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: Especially the director Scott. Okay, keep going. Mo.
1: No, that's it. Yeah. So I just, I can definitely agree with that millennial mindset of wanting to multitask when you watch a show. And I wasn't expecting that much else because it is like a British show and most shows I've encountered that are like this are just slow. And it's more about character development and hitting those like musical cues to get your emotions roused up. They do like to use that, you know, like dead silence and then music, cue the music to make you feel.
2: Downton Abbey used to do that all the time.
1: Exactly. And I watched every season. <laughs> That's it for me.
0: All right. So, shall we move into our high points? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, once again, you know, highs are lows and lows are highs. I think the pace was the high point for me.
1: You just do that. You're just doing that.
0: I wrote that <laughs> before you even spoke, Mo. If you were looking at the <laughs> notes, which you obviously weren't. <laughs> That was the first thing I typed uh, Jimbo, in Jimbo,
2: I'm going to scroll to the top. I'm going to add, I'm Jimbo, the anti-millennial, non-conforming, existential
0: exactly. the podcast. Exactly.
1: This is so Kenny of you.
0: No, I'll take it. <laughs> no, that's great. I, last thing I want to be identified with is a millennial as well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> They're going to take over, so get used to it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying that I want all of my television at this pace. It's definitely a slow pace, but I enjoyed the slow pace. I I really enjoyed those aspects of... A lot of silence, a lot of I would say like kind of cool shots as well, like a, like a lot of great visual storytelling. And I thought, and and I'm gonna call it a royal pacing. I I felt like the show, like the pace of the show, matched kind of the lifestyle of the royals. Like it was like a very like eloquent royalish pacing.
1: Yeah, like everything's so careful. You resent the
2: royals, Jimbo though.
0: I do resent the royals, but I enjoyed the pace. I think it helped to to tell the story. Okay. To like fixate on all those little things that, that they're so fixated on as as characters and, and as their lifestyles.
1: And it is kind of mundane being a royal. Yeah, for sure. Like you have to be dressed up all the Which, time. You can't just go out in your pajamas.
2: Mm They're royal encrusted pajamas. <laughs>
0: yeah. What was your high point, Mo?
1: I really love I mean, I kind of mentioned this earlier, but I really love period pieces where they just are a reflection of the time and the outfits and especially, I mean, obviously they're royals, so it's a more elegant lens of what it was like being alive in 1947. I'm sure if you went to outside the country, it would be a different story, but I assume that the show is going to kind of take that, that route and just show what it was like to be alive during that time. I think it's so interesting.
0: I agree. It, w- it was a great time period piece because the cars were there, the people's outfits. People were smoking constantly. Ugh, just oh that yeah, just, me just smoking. out. Smoking all over.
2: Yes. Light up. Even like the Smoke. surgery
1: scene, how bar- kind of primitive it was. But back then, that was the best possible medicine, medical attention you could get.
2: What if the surgeons have been smoking cigs too? Uh,
1: probably. probably was. It was out in the open. There was like no sanitation.
0: Yeah, it looked it looked like it was in a castle. It was.
1: It was in the castle.
0: castle. Oh, it castle. was. Yeah, it was in I a know, castle. I know, I know, but it, like it looked like a castle. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was just wild, but so I really just like getting those little moments and insights into those times because the people that set those set the scenes and do the the staging and stuff like that are they do their homework and they really try to make it true to form.
2: Yeah, Mo, um, my high point is your high point. Just the production values are great. And like there's a lot of extras and people don't necessarily think about like crowd scenes as indicators of like how much money you spend or how much attention to
0: detail there is. But like, yeah, there's a ton of extra. Yeah, like, this is a good sign.
1: I want to be a paid audience so bad.
0: Do they have that in New York City? You are in the you are in the perfect place for that, man.
2: Yeah. And Mo, I went to your house in Southern California and we almost went to the prices right and you slept in. Yes, cover your face in shame. i was tired. Petards tossed <laughs> across friendship lines. Sorry. And time.
1: You'll never live it's that okay. down. It's
0: okay. Dude, but New York, dude, New York hands out $100 bills for like stand ins all the time.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, I need to get in on that. No,
2: you'll get famous. You'll get discovered.
1: It just looks fun.
0: All right, Drew, we, we, we uh, cut you off.
2: The extras, I guess, I mean, you guys already talked about the other stuff, but just like there is so much production value and there were so many like vehicles too, you know, and when there's cars and um, extra people all over the place, it was cool. There's sets. There wasn't just like three sets. They were all on. There's like lots and lots of exteriors and interiors. Um, I like what Mo was saying about how much research and thought they put into it. It was also a high, high point. Like I wasn't searching for it. I was like, whoa, this is cool.
1: Like the scene when he's going through the, in the train car and the country people are like, oh my God, it's the king!" That was a ton of people. And there was also, they had to create a train that looked like a 1950, whatever train.
2: There was also a ton of people in that wedding church. And then the high shot they got from up above. And then like the crowds outside coming in with the period cars. It was cool. Like someone spent a lot of money on this show. All right, and so now we're
0: going to move into our Crab Man Award. Hey, girl. Hey, Crab Man. And for those of you new to the show, the Crab Man is a character, usually not a recurring or main character, that gives way more than they take. Mo, do you have a Crab Man, Crab X?
1: I do. I just thought of it. And maybe she doesn't count, but the queen's, well, she's the princess of the Princess Elizabeth's sister, who I don't get her, her name. I actually ended up having to Google her. Margaret, I think.
0: I will definitely accept her as the a The one who's bad woman. at flirting?
1: Yeah. I was into her just on the fringe of the royal family and being the black being sheep a married and deed. sleeping with a married man and being so obvious about it and insisting that he come join their family for Christmas and with the mom right there. And she does it so cleverly and like in her toity way. I mean, does she? The mom didn't know that know any better, but Elizabeth knew.
2: Maybe the mom knows and is like, I don't Probably, care. You're not Elizabeth. Like You're not the is, oldest daughter. Yeah,
1: That's true. But I just like the Your idea of there being a royal that breaks the rules and Ooh. upsets pe- people.
0: Spoiler: What's what's the brother's name? The brother? Oh, the king's brother, the Nazi. He's not a Nazi. Uh, Nazis. There was a there. lot of
1: Nazis back then. Um. The wait. The the sick king.
0: He wasn't in the pilot. He's he's uh. But he married the American chick, in, in, and and uh, they disowned him. A very cool character and like strong woman in history, but I can't remember.
2: Uh. Yeah. Was. And then, like King Edward, and he abdicated the throne to marry her.
0: King Edward. There. There you go. Yeah. So he was supposed to be the king. Edward.
1: Oh, before the stuttering one became a king.
2: Yeah, it was Guy Pearce in the movie. Correct. Oh. Yeah, he's the he is the black sheep. Yeah. Well, he's not example. actually a Nazi, just a Nazi sympathizer in some accords. Those guys were all related anyway back then. So
1: interesting. Yeah, I'm into that. I'm into just ruffling those royal feathers. Mm. So I'm I'm gonna give it to Princess Margaret. Just like she could get any man she wants, and she's over there sleeping with a fucking married man, because, just, just to be that controversial proximity. Yeah, I'm into it. So I don't know. What about you guys?
0: Drew, do you have do you have a do you have a
2: crab? I didn't nominee? have a strong one until about five minutes ago when I put it in. Um I'm once again gonna buck the crab person, crab people, crab man awards that we have, both written and unwritten. And I would like to give a team crab award to the support staff. Okay. <laughs> you know, like everyone who like wow. did little things to like support like the Royals being outrageous, you know, like the three men like dressing the king and telling him dirty limericks so that he would calm the fuck down and his royal man just like gently lighting a cigarette ever so slightly and then handing it to him like all of them created the ambiance and the atmosphere to like really show you like the mundanity of being a royal so maybe maybe it's the support staff and we have a crab team award
0: oh my god I hate <laughs> that. <laughs> it's fine tell me how you really feel <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to throw out mine and mine is little Charles. L- little Charles just makes kind of really captures that, that whole aspect of like his parents are going to be such shitty parents. He, he wants his dad to come play with him, And his dad is having a discussion with his, with Elizabeth about how they're like, whether they're going to leave the kids to go do this, the common colonies, yes. and the people that they oppress. S- <laughs> so she's like all about her duty and she wants to fill in this, you know, this role for, for her father who's about to die. The husband, he doesn't actually really care about the kids, I don't think. But he he more cares about his own career and like his own life. Poor little Charles. And oh my God, I'm just summarizing. But anyways, poor Charles just captures like tragedy of, of that relationship and just the actual like growing up as a member of the royal family.
1: Yeah, it goes like duty and then family. <laughs> I know she was like, oh... They're too young to remember that we'll just be gone for months on end.
0: I know, man. Isn't that so bad? Yeah. But that's, like, real. Like, that's, like, the real stuff. I definitely said I didn't care about about this story. But, like, that aspect, like, made me care about the story.
2: I was kind of surprised at how much, like, they were hanging out with the kids. Because, like, most of the time, rich people pay people to, like, watch their kids. And it kind of seemed like they were hanging out with their kids a bit. And I mean, maybe there's a whole bunch where they weren't seeing the kids, but... Yeah, I guess leaving them for nine months.
1: Yeah, they weren't like ever with the kids alone though. I feel like there was always the staff or the help around, right?
0: There definitely weren't any like like the kids were not the focal point of any scenes.
2: No, that's true. It's definitely Crab Man esque being a small part. Charles is gonna go marry Diana yeah. and then cheat on her. It all starts there with his father being like, Go away, I'm talking.
1: Yeah. That's where he wanted to grow up to give a big fuck you to his mom
2: yeah and his mom's gonna outlive him oh well um <laughs> you think so? like
0: i get a last life. um dude she's never gonna die man i had to look it up i was like is she still alive
1: she is she's, 91. she's still alive <laughs> she's yeah. gonna live for at least she another looks 10 great. years
0: her castle medical room i'm sure is a lot better than her father's
2: i bet you it's remarkably similar
1: that bitch gets like cryogenically frozen every week i bet oh yeah dude like, we don't know the things that she's doing to stay young because we are not even allowed she got, to. She's got rich apple did. drugs.
0: <laughs> King George. Dude, that guy didn't have anything in his besides, like, an operating table.
1: <laughs> Wait. That was barbaric.
0: Yeah. His medical rooms were just, like, brick walls, dude. Like, there's nothing in there. <laughs> Probably a bunch of mold and, like, yeah, dude. Yeah, and also, <laughs>
2: Prince Philip got back there and was just, like, looking around and no one said anything. They were like, yeah, walk walk back here, bro. Just, like, look at some stuff. I know. Jimbo, I'm I'm drifting towards you. You know, my support staff Crab Team Award only came about five to ten minutes ago. Um, but yeah, you know, I see I see a little Charles there. What do you think, Mo?
1: Yeah. I like I like yours because it has it, it is subtle and small, but the impact of what that scene meant as far as their relationship has ripples waves all the way down throughout the like the history and the life of Charles. Like it sent us down a whole rabbit hole talking about what Charles does when he grows up. I, I vote. Yeah, I like that.
0: All right, listeners, I'm finally back on my game, man. It's been a while since I won any of these crabmen. <laughs> By unanimous decision, crabman going to little Chuck.
1: You should get like a little British sound. Like more porridge. I'm probably not going to okay. do that. More but, um, porridge.
0: That's a good yeah. idea.
1: <laughs> daddy, <laughs> daddy, 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 <laughs> attention, please. Okay. You could probably get Stewie. You can probably get a quote of like a a, a thing of Stewie saying something.
0: I'm going to teach you a skill, Mo, and then you can do these things as well.
1: Mum. Mum. (laughs) Mummy. Mum. That would be a good one. You know it.
0: Okay, listeners, I'm putting into this. Now we're moving on to our MVP. And this is, for those of you new to the show, this is our most valuable part of the pilot. Mo, lead us off.
1: Uh, I got to go with the OG gangster Winston Churchill. Ooh.
0: Go
2: on.
1: I... Kinda of forgot about how pivotal he was during this time in history. But well first of all, let me backtrack and say the actor who plays him. What's his name? John Lithgow. Yes, I love him. He's really funny. And he does. Dexter what? God <laughs> damn it. Oh, God. Why did I do that?
2: <laughs> Third Rock from the Sun, what?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, you know, that's another one. And
1: Shrek.
2: Lord Farquaad.
1: Yeah. Lord Farquaad. Um So I just think I always appreciate when people play such like significant people in history. I just liked his scenes and I like that he was so wise and he knew he was always one step ahead of everyone. Like he knew that the king was sick just by getting his medical record. And he surrounds himself with strong people. And I still can't tell that scene, though, when he when he appreciates the, the like new young secretary. Was he a philanderer? I'm sure he was.
2: Yeah, he probably was. Yeah, he yeah. Probably was. I don't remember. He had he had huge bouts of depression. That was one of his defining things.
1: Oh, he was okay. I guess I should have looked him up a little bit more, but I do I just thought he was he was a, almost a puppeteer of sorts in this scene. And then he, and then the first moment that he enters the the first moment that he comes into the pilot was for the wedding and he purposely wanted to show up late and then everyone stood up for him and he knew everyone would be waiting for him. Like he almost outstaged Queen Elizabeth. And I kind of liked that.
2: That's cool. He was poking the Royals. He was stirring that pot, Jimbo.
0: We had talked about this in in the past as well. Perceived power versus real power. Or not just that scene that Moe is is speaking about, but the other scene with, with King George and Winston Churchill. Winston Churchill is the one with the real power. And it's funny how King George has perceived power. I mean, granted, like he has a bunch of pool within the country but he doesn't really have the power he thinks he does he he actually thinks that churchill's like below him like he blesses him like like that means anything to churchill and churchill like plays the role like he understands the importance of, of the royal family as far as just like publicity goes but dude he knows he's the power like he's the real one he's elected the royals it's just like a fade away from from the past
2: yeah i would agree like you know churchill's playing like that fun role of like he knows as much or more than the audience and he's one step ahead and like when he leans down to that kid when he gets to the wedding he's like am i the last one here fuck yeah so that was cool i really like that performance mo that's a good call
1: it was really well done and i like that he he even had moments with his wife where he asked for her advice or ran ideas off her i always like that when they acknowledge the woman behind the man you know
0: that is very cool and it shows When King George asks, like when his doctor tells him who knows, dude, Churchill's wife knows, you know, like she's like, she's, she's a legit member. Like she's like a very powerful woman. She's one of the five people that know that this dude's about to die.
2: That's like real marriage too. Like when you tell me something like you're telling like Tori, you know, like that's like a really good positive relationship where like you are embedded by your partner and You know, you run really big things by them and they become like a person whose judgment you trust. So I also like that she scolded him at the wedding. She was like, shut, shut up. Like, you're embarrassing me. Like, quit saying whatever you want during the ceremony. Like, act good. That was funny. And that was real, too.
1: Because he was getting a little bit egotistical, but in like an awesome way.
2: Yeah.
0: I thought he was literally like an old man about to die, too, because he's kind of (laughs) like hunched over and walking all slow. So I I just took it as him being like the senile dude that was past his prime.
2: No, they voted him out of parliament almost immediately after World War Two, And then he roared back in like four years later and was like, fuck yeah, I'm back. And he didn't really accomplish that much the second time around. But still, you know, getting England through the bombing and the raids. There's a reason his ego is massive.
1: And the whole room stood up for him. And they started singing. Were they singing The church song, though? Did not they... catch it. They were singing something and I couldn't tell if it was...
0: They were singing. Yeah, it was something. Yeah.
2: (laughs) No one sings for me when I come in a room. So no matter what, it's still impressive.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) And my, my MVP kind of connects with what we're talking about. And I thought the theme of duty and patriotism, which we kind of touched on, that's a concept and idea that I find so interesting is this duty versus patriotism. To me, it seems really naive. But the characters are just so into their duty and even the patriotism too, where it's just like me as a viewer in the 21st century, I'm just like bullshit alert, but they are just so into it.
1: Yeah. It's because it's their entire identity.
0: I know. Bullshit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But that means you're bullshit. Like, do you have to admit you're bullshit?
0: I am. Yeah, of course.
1: No, not, not you. I mean, like if the royals were to admit they were bullshit.
2: Well, that's the thing. I think that's how they play it off is that, like, the royals never, like, turn and be like, oh, my gosh, this is so crazy. You know, like, they live in that world where, like, they embody the spirit of this nation. And so to them, it's all super freaking normal. And that's what we see. Like, we look into this reality and we look into this world where the guy is like, you married the queen and your entire life is going to be making sure that this person who's the personification of your nation is happy. It's like ultra marriage. It's not even regular marriage.
0: I I would be interested to see the crown like season 35 and see like how like William and uh, the other kid, you know, like their like how like their dynamics, because I just feel like in this day and age and they have probably access to like the best of the best education. I just it'd be really interesting to see like if they can see through all the bullshit or not.
2: I, I, so. I do read articles about the Royals, so I actually know what William and Harry are <laughs> like. Um, William is kind of lazy like his dad, and he just wants to be a country gentleman. So he super believes in, like, this lifestyle. Like, he believes in, like, being in the King of England. And, like, it's nice. He's a volunteer, like, rescue chopper pilot and stuff. And so he does have national service in his background, but he doesn't like to do it. And so he's supposed to do it for, like, 15 to 20 hours a week with promotional stuff included. And apparently he just like leaves and goes to the country for a couple of weeks at a time because that's what he wants to do. Harry is very much his like his his mother's son. And so he's very into philanthropic work and stuff. And he does do a lot of like duty and service things. But apparently William is kind of like uh, my duty is to be England. And so I'm going to go off to the country and live in a big house. But I mean, those are
0: all articles that we read.
1: And that's totally forced upon him, though, because what other choice does he have?
0: Yeah, that's the duty. So he just buys up that duty.
2: His great he's uncle fucked off and went to America. His yeah. What? Um, his uncle. Like, uh, what's his name's brother? Uh, The stuttering Stanley's brother. He, like, left. Edward, you said right? Yeah, Edward. He left. Diana left.
1: How come Harry married an American? Does it matter? Because he's not going to be king.
0: Well, he's he's taken a bit of a hit for that as well.
2: He has. And there's, like, all this weird stuff about his racist aunt who keeps doing racist things. Uh. <laughs> Big surprise.
0: Yeah, but like William and and Harry both grow up hearing about their uncle and how he's such a disgrace and all this. So I mean I like I I can see how that has to impact the the choices you make as you grow up and as you become an adult. That's fair. Because because Queen Queen Elizabeth in this pilot the pilot episode, she seems like just such a yes man. Like she's just gonna do whatever her her duty requires. And I'd be surprised if her grandchildren are going to be like that, but it sounds like William might be.
2: But it sounds like Harry kind of isn't, which is why he's my favorite.
1: <laughs> Remember how Hashtag like everyone thought Williams was going to be the cute one?
2: Now he looks like his dad. <laughs> People did. They made fun of Harry because they were like ginger, and yeah. now he's a fox.
1: <laughs> he's hot.
2: Hashtag royal talk. You guys mind if I jump in my MVP? Jump, yeah, dude. go for it, Drew. Um, I this is. Part of why I couldn't play with my phone or grade papers, there was so much good, like, really intense, nonverbal, and subtle acting. Um, It was a super long pilot, and not a lot happened. But some of the performances, especially any time it was between Elizabeth and someone else, she just did so much with, like, so few lines. You know, like, her interactions between her and Philip in, like, the second scene when she has so much insecurity... You know, but she has to like, she has this duty that Jimbo, you talked about where like she has to be a person, but she's still a human being, but she has to be this like outlandish queen, you know, of an entire nation. And so she can't betray these emotions until she's with someone else who she can be real with. So like later in the show, when she sits with her dad and like, they get to have like a real interaction of like her at his desk and like her thinking about stuff, she does so much Just with the very subtle choices and like how she like uses her body language. It was really impressive. She was magnetic. Mm -hmm. I think. I think she's like the breakout star of the show. Which I think other people agree with.
1: Because she doesn't really say a lot, per se. You know, like her her lines are brief, but her body language says a lot. No one really says a lot. Yeah,
0: that's true. (laughs) Yeah, there's that too.
1: (sighs) Yeah, she does she does do a good job. And I I like this. She didn't really
0: stand out to me, but but I think she will. Are you
1: saying that? Oh, she. I thought you said he. I thought. Okay. Sorry. I like the part when she's doing her vows and she can't even look at him. And then, and she does so well at kind of being shy and then slowly becoming warmer and warmer. That was a good showing of her talents.
2: And I just, I think the two, like, she's, when she's sitting with her father, like, it kind of works on two levels. Like, it is like a daughter who doesn't get to spend a lot of time with her father, like, kind of treasuring this time but it's also her spending time and getting the advice from him from the only person who really understands her situation. Like she's going to be the queen and she's spending time with the king and they're talking about like super real stuff. So I kind of like, I really enjoyed that particular scene between the two of them and the way that she plays it, you know, like she's very, very, very nervous at all times, even though she has to project confidence and be this symbol.
0: Yeah. And he trusts her, not her husband.
2: Exactly. Exactly there's there's intimacy there it's nice
1: now i'm looking at pictures of harry
2: <laughs> that's fine that's that's where the night's
0: taking you that's fine so let's move on then okay right, um if that's where this conversation is gone i think it's time to move exactly so we got uh, a promo that we are going to
2: listen to uh from our friends at home video hustle brent was on the show last week he was funny and uh if you want to hear more with him and pj watching some movies why don't you go ahead and listen to this promo
0: hey do you like movies hey do you like podcasts if you do then come on down and listen to the home video hustle podcast homie hustle hustle every friday we talk about whatever movie pj picks out the bag what does that mean (laughs) well every wednesday on our youtube page i pick a bunch of movies at random sometimes there's a theme to it sometimes not pj picks the movie out and guess what
1: All right, listeners, now we're going to move on to our Stormy Daniels dangling threads.
2: Start us off, Drew. So The Crown uh, has been in the news in the last three weeks. Um, it came out that during a Q&A session, the producers of this show um, did bring up the fact that um, Philip was paid significantly more per episode than um, Claire Foy, who plays Elizabeth, even though she kind of carries the show in later episodes that we haven't watched Um, The explanation was that um, the guy who played Philip, Matt Smith, had just come off playing Doctor Who, which is um, a popular British television show, and that is why they said that uh, he was paid more. The actor who played um, the queen's father said it was kind of disgraceful, and after the production company apologized for paying uh, Matt Smith way more, the, the guy who played the king was like, it's nice that you apologized, it would be nicer if you paid her. And so today, actually, she received a lump sum of $375,000 because that was the total that um, he was paid more so in the two seasons.
1: Wow. Good. That's it?
2: Let's see. There's 11 episodes per season. So 375 divided by 22. I mean, it sounds like he was being paid like about 40 grand more per episode than she was.
1: I mean speaking in Hollywood was terms it, like that's not pounds, that big of a yeah, that difference so that excuse of it being a doctor who is is it, it just doesn't hold up because that's an entire new series salary technically
0: Uh well you know I'm going to have to jump in and uh I mean the market value I think I think uh if you were on Doctor Who I don't know what this what the actress done had done before but Doctor Who is like legit popular so I to me, that seems like a reasonable. Like that guy has a name that's already established. So yeah, established names get paid more. Um,
2: I I mean, I kind of disagree because like I looked at this and I was kind of questioning the legitimacy of that um of that line of thinking because I started to look at movies and I know movies aren't TV shows, but I kind of looked at like the top grossing films of like 2017 through 2014. And there weren't actually that many films that were not, like, movie franchises or kind of, like, adapted things, like The Jungle Book, for example. So I don't necessarily think that stars or whatnot bring in, like, these audiences, you know? So, like, I would I would want to see, like, the line of thinking because, like, Tom Cruise just keeps having these movies that bomb. So, like, I don't know. I don't necessarily think we're in the age of, like, movie stars being... The draw anymore and then also like Claire Foy went on to win like a bunch of awards like Matt Smith didn't really win anything I'm not sure like what the cross ratio audience of like Doctor Who fans
0: and the crown fans are really does that make sense I mean sure I mean it makes sense but let's look at sports okay so like the money ball thing like the A's made the best because they got cheap players that produced a lot if you're the type of television company that wants to get the best of your of your value then yeah you should find people that can get the best bang for the buck but if you're going for a big star and i'm, I'm not saying this guy's necessarily a big star but the big star should get paid more i just don't think he's that big of a star right i don't know if he is or not but to me if she's good if she's winning awards then she should get a raise that's for sure like she should read read your contract or find a new show
2: yeah, so what they did was um, the show's actually going to jump forward in time in between the second and third season, um, and Claire Foy uh, did win a Golden Globe and was nominated for multiple Emmy, 19 nominations, um, including Emmys, in between the first and second season, including the second season.
0: Yeah, so that sounds like money. Now, if she's still not, if she she should be paid more
2: for season three. But she's not in season three. They changed... That's what I was saying. They changed um, all the actors and actresses. They jumped forward. So they're paying her. They jumped forward so much that like she... Yeah. They're paying
0: her retroactively now for what she... That's fair. You know, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, they should probably pay her a lot more than that. But yeah, I think it's good. Most... I... I, Yeah. I don't think a lot of TV shows have done that before.
1: I mean, it's a step in the right direction, but she's still only barely now equal to his salary, whereas fairness would be her actually making more than him
0: i bet
2: i bet her next role she does though. hopefully um but yeah that was interesting to look at and also like things happened today like um the pay disparity happened today or like she got her check today so it was interesting um jimbo or Mo, do you want to jump in on like the lifestyles of the royals because we jump, we talked a lot about that
1: the smoking
2: okay go in that direction
1: i mean homeboy was barfing blood and he was still chain smoking, and they and I was surprised that they knew what cancer was then, and that it was kind of connected to smoking, because one of because the physician or whoever it was that was the that reviewed those documents for Churchill, he was talking about how he was more at risk because he was a smoker.
2: Oh, I was kind of jumping in and out because that was a boring scene with just talking and papers. Yeah,
1: it it kind of was. That's actually one of those scenes I had to rewind because I thought I missed something. <laughs> Yeah.
2: Frequent occurrence in the crown.
1: <laughs> but it was interesting and surprising that they knew what cancer was and that it was linked to smoking. Yet no one could tell that damn king to stop smoking. No one told him once to like put the fucking cigarette out.
0: I I don't know who would be the one His doctor. To to put the king in his place. Yeah, his doctor, I mean his doctor went out on a limb just to tell him that he was sick. Yeah. I don't know, maybe that's like like that gilded cage of royalty on the spot fact checked according to the ncbi the pubmed.gov the link between cigarettes and the epidemic of cancer was was recognized in the 1940s and 50s so that's right. i mean this really? is like right they're they're just barely figuring that stuff out
2: i feel yeah. like cancer had been around like a long time before cuz aren't there like all these like old school civil war like pictures of people getting cancers like cut out and
0: it's all nasty and stuff
1: oh gross
2: yeah but
0: i i'm not sure how how much they knew about okay. it okay well But this effective. is but this is specifically but yeah but i but i think the lung cancer and smoking link would have just been they, they were just starting to recognize that in the 40s and 50s. yeah people used to believe like stupid nonsense about cigarettes
2: and like things being like healthy you know being like no it's okay it's good for you like coughing is fine like and then they used to say all this like dumb shit
1: like pregnant women used to smoke all the time and be around smoking
0: yeah money
1: that was interesting and i didn't know that elizabeth actually loved her husband they seemed pretty in love
0: i didn't get that at all
1: during the during the vows say more well when they were doing the vows like he makes her laugh and he's kind of playful and i thought that was sweet and when she was following him on his rowing it kind of cut to that next scene when he's rowing and she's like cheering him on and it seemed pretty lovely
2: she seems smitten he seems like an asshole he seems gay
1: is he gay was he gay is he gay? He's alive.
2: Mm. No, is he? I don't think he's alive. Yeah, Queen he yeah. is. He alive? Husband? Yeah, is I just
1: he? I googled him. He just had hip a hip replacement oh, wow. a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> he's oh. ninety six.
0: He... what the hell? Wow, how, how come no one ever talks about him
1: because well, he's Elizabeth literally is nobody. Imagine having to live in her shadow your whole life. Yeah, that's that's and he's strange super like that. masculine yeah. macho. You know, he was like upset at the fact that he had to follow her around the world, and I'm like. It's be it's gonna be it's start. This is how it starts. She's gonna eventually take over. Get used to it, bro.
0: I thought the vows were, were were very strange. Like that opening scene, like they they definitely focused on them. And and I don't remember the exact, but it's like to love, to honor, to obey. Yeah, and like they repeated each one. And so as you're watching it, I did not know the vow was Elizabeth, like Queen Elizabeth. Like when I started the show, I actually paused it at some point and and looked up the characters. But I was thinking, like, he's going to be the power and he's going to be the one because it focused on the to obey, like, to obey your husband.
2: Yeah, I thought that was a weird part with some of the nonverbal acting that she does, which is, like, she was kind of weirded out and being like, I'm the queen, though, so don't tell me to obey
1: you. No, but he had, he had to say that to her, too. Yeah. I think that true. was the whole point, too. And she insisted on including that.
0: But that wasn't the scene that was shown.
1: No, they showed her saying it to him, but... It's assumed that they said the same vows to each other and she, yeah, right?
0: Well, it's, I mean, maybe it's assumed, maybe maybe it isn't, but that's not like, that's not what the directors like were shown in that first scene.
1: But I think, I think they seemed in love, more in love than I thought they were. And it felt less arranged.
0: He's King Philip, right? He's not a king. No, he's not king. How is he not a king? Because he's not royal. So if you marry the queen, you're not a king?
1: Yeah, I've, he was educated in France, Germany, and the UK, and he joined the British Ro- Royal Navy in 1939 at age 18. So what's his name then? Philip, Duke of Edinburgh.
2: But he's he's not the king. He can't be the king. He's he wasn't like what the his hell? parents weren't
0: the king and the queen.
1: Right. You don't the marry king into is that. Dude. Charles, King Charles yeah. is you, the king.
0: You you can't marry
1: into that?
2: You can marry into it. It doesn't make you uh royal the king. Blood. No. It's royal blood, dude.
0: That's bullshit, man.
1: No. Elizabeth's the queen, and then I think Charles is the king.
2: Uh, Once she dies, yeah. Once she dies, but dude, Charles is, yeah. Charles is gonna like live. He's gonna die before Elizabeth.
0: Yeah. So this dude's a Danish royal family in the Danish. What the hell are Danish? Denmark is that that Denmark? Denmark? Okay, okay, that okay. That's what I thought.
1: (laughs) What the hell are Danish? It's a breakfast pastry.
0: He was born in Greece, though.
1: Ooh, wild! Exotic. (laughs)
0: <laughs> they're all related to each other anyway um wow we're really but,
1: dangling here guys <laughs> you no know, it's cool
2: it's super what we want to talk dangling. about yeah. super dangling dangles, dangles. Well, maybe it'll be funny
1: but do so you guys didn't think they seemed in love
0: i didn't get that not really
2: he seemed to be in love with himself she seemed to be enamored with him
0: you know okay so let's so let's talk about this they they start the pilot off accepting him as as being the you know the prince and then they go into the wedding. I mean, they're, like, throwing you, like, right into the mix. Like, like we have no idea, like, what their background is or anything like that. So, like, and nothing's really happening to kind of push dynamics of the different characters and, like, their different relationships. It's that royal pacing, I man. thought it made it interesting for, like, f- future watching. I
2: guess. I mean, I think it was a choice, you know, and I think that they kind of led with their strongest foot, which is let's show off our production values. Let's show off a big set piece. Let's, you know, we're we're serious about the money we have. So... Let's throw that at you. I mean, I think the opposite of that point would have been if they'd had a long set piece introducing everyone and like talking about it, that could have been boring. I mean, it was kind of boring no matter what.
1: And when you talk, when you do these kind of period pieces with such strong historical ties, having something that there's a lot of footage of that you can compare to, you know, I I think that I always like those comparisons when like that the aerial shot, I'm sure is a shot that was it's like out there and. In Google or something, but so I think they do that on purpose to to grab you.
0: I can't believe Prince Philip is still alive.
1: <laughs> He's I'm still thinking about
0: that. This was definitely for like British people. I feel like because I feel like most British people know this history and probably know exactly the context, the you know the time frame. Whereas me, I really needed something like even like with. The Wonder Years or the second episode of Firefly where they just give you like a brief little, you know, they play a song and they do a little slideshow and all of a sudden you're like you're completely embedded in the context of of the show. And this did not do that at all. And I feel like for an American viewer that doesn't give a shit about royals, that could that could have been a low point for me.
1: I will say my roommate is actually British and she watches the show and she was I was talking to her about it before getting on air. And she said she didn't know anything about the royals, and she learned a lot from the show.
0: Dude, why isn't she guessing? She could have. I
1: know, right? Jimbo loves accents. Should, maybe, I, should I go maybe grab her? Maybe it's too many
0: accents this time.
1: <laughs> I don't know if she's sleeping. Maybe. I don't want to wake her up. Yeah,
0: yeah it's not that late. But
1: yeah.
2: Um, I think I think more than just like a British audience. I think it's a prestige drama audience. Like some people like really fancy costumes and like you know really dry storytelling. So I think it's more that audience. Which is out there? It's like a PBS audience, I suppose.
1: I love PBS. You would, Mo. Who doesn't?
2: I like PBS. Then why don't you like the Crown, Jimbo?
1: Because it's a Netflix original.
0: I don't care about the World. <laughs> okay, else. I still don't care. Well, cool. Um, what else you guys got? I didn't really see much to dangle my, you know, my interest this week. I have been a bit off my game. For those of you that care about about my personal life, I just, I just moved. I drove from Tucson, Arizona, to. New Brunswick, New Jersey in 49 hours with two bouts of tourism, 3 hours in Nashville and 3 hours in DC. So I mean like I'm I'm still recovering from that.
1: And he didn't even go see the National Portrait Gallery.
0: Oh. He didn't even I know. No to see it next time. I had no idea
1: what it was. Oh, sorry, we're stalling here. I can't I can't roast you.
0: Save it for the shop You talk. can. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, all right. So should we move on to watch a rewatch? Let's move. Yeah.
0: And now, ladies and gentlemen, the moment before the moment we've all been waiting for. Watch or rewatch. Go ahead, Mo.
1: I will definitely keep watching. Maybe I might. I'm getting a little bit more free time, so I might actually watch another episode tomorrow.
0: Definitely. Like
1: 80%.
2: Watch some Supernatural.
1: I almost wanted to keep watching it when I watched the first hour, but I was really tired, and I was worried it might skew my opinions for this for this recording. So, but yeah, I thought it was good. I love Peary pieces, poises.
2: <laughs> Jimbo has wandered into second episode territory, and it has led to many
0: a petard.
1: Right, <laughs> it did. Yeah, man, didn't
0: go well. He's got contentious on air. Jimbo, how about you? No, don't care. Not gonna watch.
2: All right, all right, fair, straightforward. <laughs> um i'm so again tori is deep deep in the creek um and so if she decides <laughs> to come up for air she's
1: still watching
2: she's she'll she'll gobble i thought she quit she man. did she came quit back and then on. she good, came back good, good yeah well apparently season two is like the petard of all dawson's creek seasons and so once she just skipped ahead on season two season three is just like tearing it up so there have been like multi-episode nights um things are thrilling at the uh At the Drew and Tori household with Emma. (laughs) So I might see maybe between seasons three and four, if Tori wants to take a break, I might see if she wants to watch. I would watch the first episode again. But I'm with Mo. I just might watch the second episode. It's kind of nice that you have to watch the show. Um, You can't play with your phone, that like you really have to stick with it. And so I I would like to reward that. It's kind of like when we watched One Punch Man and there's subtitles drew me in. So I think I might watch it. Mo. You should watch it, Mo. That eighty percent of free time you're getting—twenty minutes. It's it's a good twenty minutes. It's only twenty. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, dude. I know. I gotta watch it. It's pretty high up there on our quest for the best.
0: Yeah, it's up there's there. Man. A, there's a crabman in there too. Um. So yeah. One of our co-founding crabmen. Yep. All right. So we got that. You know, we have a uh, two kind of maybes and a no. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the moment you've all been waiting for to hoist or not to hoist. That is the question. Mo, what's it going to be?
1: I'm not hoisting. I can't hoist the queen. She'll hear me. She'll come for me.
0: She
2: knows when you're asleep and she knows when you're awake.
1: (laughs) She's Santa. She's related to Santa. Um, Yeah, no, I'm not hoisting. I liked it. I want more beautiful royal outfits and royal dramas and royal pace. I love the royal pace.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Mo, I'm with you. I'm not hoisting. This wasn't super exciting, but it was very impressive. And I'm probably going to watch another episode at least. So this pilot was definitely uh, one that I would not hoist. And I would recommend people watch.
0: Jimbo. Alright, and here here it comes, ladies and gentlemen. I am hoisting
1: Ooh. it.
0: Oh sound effect. <laughs> I don't think it's a terrible show. I think it's I actually think it's a lot better than a lot of the shows that I that I ranked not hoist, but I have a new ranking and so I'm gonna just roll with it for now on. So I, I actually do think it's better than some of the pilots that I classified as not hoist. But for me, I just would not have finished watching this show if it wasn't for this pilot. I mean, sorry, if if it wasn't for our podcast, I would not have finished watching it. I just did not care. And that goes back to my low point. So I have to hoist it.
2: All right. So by a majority opinion, this is a not hoist. Split decision. Split decision. Split
1: decision. Yeah, Wait, split
0: decision.
2: It's majority decision too. That's
0: fine. Okay. That's fine.
1: oh i see i got you i got you there you go i see what i see what you did there drew
2: there you go this is a
0: hung podcast all right he tried to church it up (laughs) (laughs) pun intended (laughs) all right
1: so what now is this my are we on to the my least favorite part
2: yes which uh, is we'll record both saying that this is the put it anywhere section (laughs) aka the quest for the best
1: i don't care there you go. So that's Moe's vote.
0: Jimbo, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm- I don't care either. I th- I say it's better than Freaks and Geeks, although-
1: Did you hoist Freaks and Geeks?
2: Jimbo did not, but he, he has hoister's remorse.
0: Yes. If I can go back, I would hoist it.
2: Jimbo, if we could all go back, there'd be things we'd change.
0: Yes, for sure.
1: I would have hoisted <laughs> Dawson's Creek, I think.
2: Oh
0: no. I, I, w- I, w- I would not hoist Dawson.
2: I would not actually, hoist Dawson.
0: Even though I think it has some some serious lows. Hmm.
1: All right, put it wherever you want. All right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: there you go. Hold on, you forgot the whatever, guys. Put it, you know, you forgot that part. That that that's a very important part.
2: We have that recorded. That that's there forever. Yeah.
0: I'll just put it in each week. <laughs>
1: Uh, that's a good one. Yeah. Okay. So better than freaks and geeks. Okay. Sure. I agree.
2: <laughs> I Yeah. I can go better than freaks and geeks. Um,
0: I think definitely worse than married with children. No.
1: Yeah. Sure. Yeah. How
0: the hell is off Aust- <laughs> You're looking at a list and it's giving you more questions than answers. <laughs> yeah. It sure is. This list is. is move quickly. I enjoyed. I mean, I know, I know Drew didn't enjoy Mar- married with children, but I did. I laughed a lot. I thought it was clever. I thought it was the relationship dynamics were just spot on gold.
1: I think though the production value makes the crown better than Married with Children.
2: Ooh, I, I see, I see, I see a little bit of light in a tunnel.
0: I mean, that's definitely true. The production value was a lot better. It's not, it's not enough to you know to swing me. But I mean, if you want to compare production value, South Park has the lowest production value <laughs> of all time. It's true. I was gonna... I'm not saying. I'm not saying we should do that, but
2: i was I was gonna say what what a podcast we are if we're sliding the crown between South Park and Married with Children, <laughs> making that distinction.
1: <laughs> I think it should go above married with children
2: and below South Park
0: sounds like yeah. two against one
2: all right then that's that's the show that we are. <laughs> this is the Crown. That sucks, <laughs> The Crown man. is better than Mary with, children. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with it, man. My quest, Wouldn't
1: my you quest rather to be bury that Mary with children continues. Wouldn't you be rather that, Joe?
0: You know what? Rick and Morty is not on our official list on the podcast.
2: It's because uh, you're looking on the website, website, which is not updated as, as frequently as our uh, Google Doc, which is updated yeah, in real time. Uh, I'm happy with where Rick and Morty is.
0: Okay, can you remind me where where it is real quick?
2: Sure, Rick and Morty is... Below X-Men? No, Rick and... Or below Wonder Years? Rick and Morty is below Wonder Years above Friday Night Lights. That's fine, you know? And I've thought about Rick and Morty a bunch since we watched it.
0: Man, I would go back and I... Rick and Morty, when I was editing it, I just was falling in love with that show so much more. I feel like it it definitely got shafted by me not thinking about it as much. Jimbo...
2: It's still there on Hulu. Watch some more episodes. It's fantastic.
0: Yeah, I've, you know, I tried a couple times, but um, just it's hard to make time to watch TV. Indeed. All right.
2: Well, so we have uh, The Crown sliding in as being better than Married with Children. Not as good as South Park, but still definitely worth your time to watch. It's on the majority or, as Jimbo would say, split decision uh, hoisting area.
0: Yes, and just check in, okay, for uh, Drew, we have, out of 22 pilots, okay, Married with Children is coming in at 13th. (laughs) Slowly but surely. (laughs) And just just to check in, since we're checking in, I have not watched another episode of Married with Children.
1: Neither have I. It's not on Hulu or Netflix. That's not fair
0: yes you have you have to legally stream it or find a local library, which I might find
2: exactly if only you lived in a major metropolitan area in the northeast uh part of the United States <laughs> with excellent public funding for community <laughs> services like the library
0: yes, and I just moved back to that area so i might i I'm hoping for some good news next week. <laughs> library cards come in the
2: mail
1: i I have a New York library card.
0: I actually have access because my because uh Honest John bought the whole season 1 of Married with Children. And so I have access to it. So oh, maybe to I'll go just Honest John? Hop on the Amazon and watch the second episode. There you go. All right. So where are we? Let's can can we can we move on?
1: Yeah, yeah of course.
0: So we're on the Petardar.
1: All right. Let's do it.
0: Nice. And
2: uh I can lead things off. Yep. So uh new listeners, the Petardar is when we Talk about things that if you liked the pilot, or if you thought about it during the pilot, or if it's just related to the pilot, you know, it can be just about anything, you should watch it. And so on my Petardard art this week is Diana, the 2013 Naomi Watts movie, which is a pretty loose adaptation of like the last year-ish of Princess Diana's life, and it's an interesting glimpse into that royal world, but from a different lens than The Crown. It's a cool movie too. Tori and I watched it while we were on vacation, and it was a good hour 50 minutes-ish.
0: Mo, what's on yours?
1: So I'm going to put Downton Abbey for obvious yeah.
0: reasons. Yeah, yeah. Snaps.
1: It's got that royal pace.
0: What's what's the, what's the dynamics of Downton Abbey? Is it's that sorry, like it's historical downtown. fiction? Or... Downton. Oh, it's down, it's, it It's isn't downtown?
1: <laughs> no, it's Downton.
0: Oh, what the hell? I thought it was Downton Abbey. I, th-
1: uh, I know. I did too until I watched it. Uh, it's It's about like a family that kind of loses- a big chunk of their money. It's after the First World War. So the first
2: episode is the day the Titanic sinks.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: So it isn't about royals?
1: They're kind of like D- dukes or some shit. Like they own a big property out in somewhere Downton. in Downton Abbey. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's, yeah,
2: it's rich British people who inherit the money. And then they're kind of like the royals. Like they have this lifestyle, but the world's changing. And so exactly. they got changed with it. And the people on that show are charming. I'm sorry, Mo. I, I overtook your No, you, you, you sure you're did.
1: giving a really great description of it. I just love watching like the costumes change. And then a lot of the women's movements happen during this time. So you see women start wearing pants and start being empowered and cutting their hair short and smoking cigarettes. And it's fun. So that's a good one uh, for the period piece lovers. And another period piece that I like that's a Netflix original is Peaky Blinders, uh, which is about a gang in Northern England, I believe. And Cillian Murphy, he's like the main guy and he's just so brooding and dark and twisted in this show. Like he's just, he's been through it and he's hot in it.
2: Seems too skinny. Everything I see him, he just seems like a skinny person. But he does. He like "Eh." like
1: owns it, and he's just like a thug gangster that just gets shit done, and I like it. Those are the two for me. How about you, Jimbo?
0: All right, so I I have three things. I'm gonna go with um. The History Chicks podcast is a podcast where these two women give the history of important people of of important women in history. And they do a ton of research. They read multiple biographies. They they kind of go into a really in-depth research phase. And then they kind of share like what they found and whose perspective they believe and think has is more valuable. They have a two-part episode on Wallace Simpson, and she is the American woman that Prince Edward runs off with. So Wallace Simpson got two episodes with them, and I listened to both of them, and they were extremely interesting. And a lot, I, I was a little bit confused when I was listening because I really don't know the dynamics of, you know, of the royals. But I think after watching this show, if you're at all interested in the royals and the outcast that doesn't make the pilot, then go check out the History Chicks episode 93 and 94, Wallace Simpson part 1 and 2. My other two, I have to go with my boy Shakespeare. And I'm going to recommend Hamlet. You can watch the movie or you can go find a play or you can even just read it. And... That's that's my favorite prince, is Prince Hamlet. He's Danish, that's an awesome story. just like the show. Just like just like old Phil. And uh, and so, yeah, Hamlet, you know, throwback to our title in the whole hoisting. And also, it's just a really cool dynamic. And then the other one that I'm going to re- recommend, it's also Shakespeare. The Hollow Crown is a television series of Shakespeare's King Henry, I think the fourth... And the hollow crown may do multiple series, but the, the first season is King Henry, the fourth the play. And that's just a really cool dynamic as well of, of the Prince, like coming, coming to light and kind of growing up, going from like loser. that used to hang out with Flagstaff and now he's has to take his responsibilities. And it's just a really, really fun story.
2: So next week um, we are going to watch the pilot for Blackish. So excited. Uh, Recommended by my student, Dean. So Dean, thanks for being a listener. And
0: also thanks for being a nice guy in the hallways.
1: Great job, Dean. Great suggestion. I'm really excited.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Dean. And if anyone else is out there that wants to suggest some, some fun shows,
2: sponsor us. You can pay
0: us. Sponsor us. Yep.
2: We will work for money.
0: And now, listeners, if you can't tell by the music, the show is officially over. But if you love us as much as we love us, we're going to stick around for a couple more minutes. And we're going to make our plugs. Our official closing music is an instrumental track by Entheos. And our intro was mixed by Jake Drew. You can follow and find both of them are linked on our website. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram. You can join our Facebook group. And you can come to our website where we would appreciate any and all feedback. To improve our podcast,
2: um, check us out on Twitter. You know we're having fun there, and no, that's about it. Actually, you covered everything.
0: I sure did. Nice. And you, and you can follow me on Twitter, Jimbo G-Dup, Gedup, G E D U P. Jimbo, get up. And so, any any listeners that that are still tuned in out there, so we we are we are. Drew, Mo, and I are wanting to restructure the show a bit, and so if you have any specific feedback on either what you think we're doing really well or what you think we can uh, improve on, I would definitely appreciate that feedback. You can give it to us publicly on our website, as I already mentioned, or you can give it to us privately on, on Twitter or Facebook or something. And if you're one of those close buddies where you can just text us and, you know, you can text us as well.
2: Yep. There's a there's a few buddy buddy subscribers. There's the people who are subscribers who might become buddies. You know, who knows? Who knows where life will take us? Internet friends. Yeah, cool. This is an interesting episode. Kind of we're in flux. I don't know. I'm going to be interested to listen to it. Jimbo, I tried harder to be funny and comment on things, but again, it's hard to...
0: Yeah, you can't just try and try and be I know. funny. now. I know yeah. it's,
2: it sucks. It's weird.
0: Mo Mo tried that to make was us not be my funnier. feedback, but yeah, that was, that, that was Mo's okay. sensitive feedback.
1: Oh, what? I said that to everyone, <laughs> including myself.
0: I know, but Drew's the only one that tried. <laughs> I know, I know. You didn't give me anything to work with, you fuckers. <laughs> so, anyone that's still out there, if you want to, if you want to help support us, listen to any podcast you haven't listened to and get people that you think might listen to us to listen to us. Get people that you think might listen to us in the future to listen to us. And give us feedback. Mo, what's up?
1: I had my last my last day of class today.
0: Oh, awesome. Was, Whoa. Yeah, dude.
1: My sweet. last class ever. School's out for ever. Wow.
2: Good for you, Mo. I hope you like snapped a pencil ceremonially on the way out the door.
1: (sighs) I should have. Who uses pencils anymore? I have one now.
0: Yeah, I hope you grabbed your.
1: (gasps) Yeah. Oh,
0: Oh, nice. (laughs) I say, I hope you grab your keyboard and smash it over your knee. (laughs) (laughs) My God. Can we take a shot at something real here? What? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I've been listening to the Whiting Wongs, the whole Confederate. HBO show and they really bashed it and they were saying like...
1: Wait, what is this show? Is this a TV show?
0: Yeah, it's a TV show about what if the South won the Civil War.
1: Oh, I've heard about... It's called Whiting Wrongs?
0: No, no. No, No, that's the the podcast podcast where they discuss it. Yeah, so the the show's called Confederate. It's by the guys that do Game um, of Thrones. Game of Thrones, yeah.
1: Oh, it's on HBO?
0: Yeah, I think, yeah.
1: Does anyone have a password I can have? God. I don't connection just got rid of his hbo go and it's very sad mm-hmm.
0: well this is a, se- a separate idea but then but then let's bounce back to it okay. i think we should do a four four hbo shows and we rent we'll get hbo as the pilots mm-hmm. of batards podcast we'll all three have access to it and we'll watch oh. it, it the, at least the four pilots and do a month-long hbo How much does it cost run every month? it's probably it's like, like nine bucks on top of hulu Okay, what the? so that's not bad. So it's only an extra no. ten, and so oh. our listeners, our listeners, could all jump in with us and do that month of HBO as well. And so, as like a whole like community, we 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 could all do HBO for one month. That
2: feels like a violation.
0: What? what? See, no, 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 we, if we're not all sharing the pass, we're not sharing the password with our listeners. Our listeners will get it themselves.
2: Oh, that's what you're gonna do.
0: We all do. We all syn- synchronize it so we do it for the same month.
2: Oh. Oh yeah, I was like Jimbo. We shouldn't record us talking about doing it
1: right now. Adding HBO to Hulu is only five dollars a month for Ooh, the first six months. It's
0: practically free.
1: Yeah, Wait. so we should do content.
0: we should do like an HBO run where maybe, we're maybe we could do like three months of HBO. Then, but anyways, that's that's for for future. But let's get back to the Confederates since it seems like we have we have time and Mo's still awake. Jessica Gal, she's a co-hoster and writer for Rick and Morty. And I'm going to paraphrase and probably misrepresent her at least a little bit. But she was saying that the people that do Game of Thrones don't have the right to tell the story about who won the South, because I guess like the way that they represent African Americans in the whole slave issue. And to me, I don't know, it kind of seems like bullshit. Like to say that someone doesn't have the right to tell a story.
1: That's not bullshit. You don't think so? No.
0: Okay, tell me why.
1: Okay so I I mean the first example that comes into my head is like when white artists I'm thinking of one painting of Emmett Till that was in the Whitney that was really controversial. Did you hear about this?
2: No, go ahead. Maybe, no. but I but I So she's I like this white
1: European it. woman and she did a portrait of Emmett Till who he like galvanized the civil rights movement.
0: Brutally killed. Yes. Yeah, young African American boy from the North. Chicago, went to the South, and was brutally killed by a bunch of racist assholes.
1: Yeah, but then what, so the image, the reason why this was created into art was because his mom held his funeral at his open casket, so everyone can see how deformed he was by how badly beaten he was. And then this white woman painted a that very famous photo of him and was getting all these acclaims but she doesn't I she has like no idea what that oppression and what it really means to to see that and experience that so it's it's just not right to use other people's oppression and pain for to make money and to get famous like it's not your art I, I mean people discuss this heatedly back and forth but I obviously stand on one side of this
0: yeah, I I still disagree. I I think even even if she did it just to make money and get famous, she's still spreading that story to other people that wouldn't have that that wouldn't have gotten you know the story.
1: I I just I think it's so wrong though. It's not right. It's kind of like when when not like characters are play ethnic roles that they're not that like they're not that ethnicity, yeah. like getting a a gay person to play a gay role or. A trans person to play a trans role, or an Asian person to play an Asian role, or a, you know what I mean. Instead of,
0: well, how about the characters in the musical Hamilton? Do you think they should have been a bunch of white men?
1: That is not the same.
2: Yeah, I mean that's an obvious choice. Like that they talked about, like in terms yeah. of like an interpretation. Like I think what you're thinking of in terms of like, I think the difference between Hamilton and like the idea of like, um, what is it called? Like not not non-color casting or like. Um, I think that Hamilton very much thinks of race, and it's intentional. Whereas, like the idea of like casting without thinking of race or creating without thinking of race, um, I do think there's still a problematic element to it because most of the people who do it are not people of color.
0: Yeah, but let's get back to the to the artist that that painted Emmett Till. Like, why can't she be just because she's white means she can't be moved by that story and, and she can't express it in in her own way.
2: Yeah, but I think what Mo's saying is she's profiting off of it. Okay. You know, so, I mean, is she, like, is her interpretation artistically taking the spot of a person who might have, like, had a closer or more realistic experience? And then is that to say that the story of Emmett is underreported or underknown? I think would be another thing that could be pulled into it.
0: Well, I guarantee it's a, lot, it's a lot more known now because she painted that photo of it.
2: It was kind of a super big deal back then.
0: When was it actually? I'm I'm not even sure when she painted it.
2: I'm not sure about the painting, but the actual occurrence, like, was a nationwide story.
1: I mean, I, I understand that it's important. If...
2: I mean, no one's saying no one's saying that she can't. It's just I think what Mo is saying is that you probably shouldn't.
0: Well, that's that's the point I'm getting to is that.
1: Like, why can't black people tell their stories? Tell black stories. They can. They don't. They're not given the same platform and the same opportunity. And that's just like a general bias. And especially in the art world, in this case...
0: I'm not saying that's not true. I mean, that's that's true. But just because that's true, that means a white person can't ever do any art that has to do with...
1: Kind, I mean, kind of, yeah. Because it, that's the only way that's going to make create spaces for black... Or for any communities that are historically oppressed... To be able to tell their own stories. If we keep allowing oppressors to tell oppressed stories then it's never going, nothing's ever going to change. So actually standing up and saying, no, I refuse to even go to the Whitney to see this because this is wrong. You know what I mean? It's kind of just protesting that as a way to end it.
0: I mean, yeah, I support protesting, but uh, I don't see how, how someone can decide who can and can't tell stories,
2: but that is a protest. And like the people who can yeah, decide who can and can't tell stories are every single one of us. Niv, wants to like not support that artist with her money and if she wants to express herself and say that you know she feels like it's morally wrong she's not saying the person can't she's just saying that she thinks they shouldn't and i mean i kind of think that's where like the hbo like showrunners come down like again like they can do that they have a lot of clout they have a lot of power you know they're coming off the biggest tv show it just probably wouldn't be the best decision in terms of their interest and like the atmosphere now but even the atmosphere like 20 years ago like we don't need a rehashing of the Civil War, and we don't need a retelling of what would happen if the South would win. Like, there's a lot of that out there in like a lot of different media.
0: Well, isn't it, it's based on the book too? It's not like it's
2: like alternative histories and what would have happened in the Civil War is like huge. Like it's what a ton of people do, and in my opinion, I do think it's still a glorification of the Confederacy and the idea of like the lost cause.
1: Yeah, I guess I kind of jumped the gun because I didn't wait to hear what. Where these what these guys these directors' stories are, but I just feel strongly about
0: I mean I don't think it I don't think it matters what their stories are. I mean, I'm not interested in watching the show, I'm not gonna watch it, I care less. But mm-hmm. my like my thing is who decides who can and can't tell something. I think I think anyone, regardless of your race and privilege, if you're moved by a story or an event, why can't you write about it? I mean like I mean just because cer- certain people have been oppressed and for a long time doesn't mean just because you're a person of privilege you can't but if you're an artist and you're moved by something, I think you have every right to make a story or make a piece of art about
1: it. It just it just creates this way of viewing art and viewing history and viewing all these stories through a white filter. Always.
2: Yeah I mean I feel like you're appreciating context up to the point of like the creation of the art but then afterwards like I feel like there's a lack of context you know like you're saying these people have been oppressed for like a long time they are still oppressed in these markets you know in terms of like representation in media and like Having like positions of influence in media and being the people who decide what paintings go up and what galleries. Like, I don't think you take that context out, you know, and like you can encourage like more diverse voices and more diverse storytelling in the marketplace. If you do say to people like, you know, go tell some white stories about like your own family and your own heritage. And if people don't want to hear about those things or aren't particularly interested by those things, then maybe like we can open up a marketplace for more diverse voices. And I mean... I would support that. You know, I want to buy the Black Panther by ta Codes, And I want to see what he has to say. And I'm cool with that. Like, that's just my personal financial decision.
1: Exactly. I guess, yeah, you're putting it in the right perspective, Drew, where it's just choosing where to invest in these efforts to tell stories and whatever. Or where you want to, like, what stories you want to ingest to and who's telling them. Because... If you think about the amount of education and knowledge we have, like 90% of it was given to us and filtered by, through white people.
0: No, I agree. And I may have mentioned this before on the podcast, but a few years ago, I had, I had accused one of my buddies of only reading like white Christian guys. And then... I went back and I looked at my books because I thought I was, you know, so much better than him. And I looked at, like, the last, like, 15 or 20 books that I had read, and almost every single one was a white guy, like, an, you know, like, a privileged white guy. Granted, there was, you know, like, there were some atheist white guys, so, like, that's the only diversity, like, my white guy list had. <laughs> so I made it a point that besides school, I wasn't going to read white guys for, like, a while. And I probably went, like, at least a year, maybe close to two years. And so, I mean, I gained, I gained so much by intentionally avoiding the white perspective and I still kind of do that today even but I just don't think that that just because you are from a certain background that other stories or different things should be off access I mean now I am someone that if I see that a book is by a white guy I'm a lot less interested in reading it and so like as like a, a consumer, I do look at that, but to say that, I guess I like what Tony Morrison said. Like, if there's a story that you want to read, it's your responsibility to write it. And I'd, I'd be interested in what she has to say about about the whole the whole issue. She probably, obviously, agrees more with what you guys are saying than what I say. But
1: I mean, there's just you have to tread so lightly when you do those when you decide to. It's a big undertaking, and and sometimes white people just don't do it respectfully.
0: Let's just say that it was going to be between the painting of Emmett Till being displayed by a white woman or not being displayed at all. You guys would both choose not be displayed at all.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, it's there. It's out there. I, you know, like it's not a story. It's not being told. It's nothing new being added to the conversation. It's just another interpretation by a person whose experience has been very different than that.
0: Okay. Yeah. So we, I mean, we disagree.
2: But Yeah. Jimbo cut out all the, like the not cool shop talk and just push this directly.
0: Out yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay well i think i'm good yeah yeah cool i also I feel like ever since i started listening to whiting wongs i feel like more and more of a white guy every single time <sighs> i listen to that show
1: <laughs> i started watching dear white people last night you it's it? an okay show the movie's like kind of cheesy but it's like fun
2: yeah the new season comes out and kid fury's in it oh I know, Jimbo. Start listening to the reed and you will feel like a very white white person. You will
1: feel, you will feel uncomfortable, <laughs> like if you're around a black person, and they're and you're like listening to it in your headphones. Like I constantly <laughs> get that, where I'm like, I hope they don't know what I'm listening to because they're gonna think I'm so dumb, <laughs> like such a poser.
2: I wear my the reed hoodie to school. It's awesome.
0: Mo, is Drew is Drew allowed to wear that?
1: Yeah, I mean I he's a listener. Support he's supporting podcast. it. He yeah. he like paid All for right. that hoodie. He gave them money.
2: Oh, did you listen to the live episode this week, Mo?
1: I haven't. I haven't actually been. I'm not caught up at all.
2: Nah, don't worry about it. Um, Kid Fury was in a bad mood, and then they called out the white people in the audience. It was hilarious. No, he was in a real bad mood this time. You'll see.
1: Oh, really? Was he rude to someone in the audience?
2: He was rude to everyone in the audience the entire time. It was pretty funny.
0: Yeah. Oh, I was even thinking about trying to cut almost all my white dude podcasts. But the problem, dude. The problem is, there's a bunch of philosophy stuff I wanted to listen to, and only white guys talk about philosophy. It seems like.
2: Do some Google searches. Bummer. It's a big bummer.
1: You want not white philosophers?
2: Or uh, check out Henry Odera Uruka. Sure.
0: Yeah, they're th- th- yeah they're out there. No, I was thinking like I, I want to listen to stuff about philosophy. I it's think like that I'm exists. Not- some, some chicks or some people of color talking philosophy. I mean, they're probably out there.
1: Alright. Good night.
2: Every day I'm hoistling. Drew out.
1: Every day I'm hoistling. Mo out. Every day we
0: hoistling. Jimbo out.